Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We have today a very small back at Tuesday night's events uh, at home to Port Vale. And it's time to look ahead to the FA Cup second round as Stockport County comes to town. We will be speaking later to a Stockport, uh, Stockport County podcast, the scarf that Bagheera wore later on to get a bit more information about Stockport, what to expect. With them being non-league, our knowledge is very limited. Um, but that's that's for you know that'll, they'll, that'll be up around half eight something like that. Um, we're the same team with you. So Sean's lineup mixed with us. And Danny, thanks for joining us, guys. Hello, hello everybody. Um, we're all doing very very well. Um, so let's start with Harvey Cohen. Evening, really enjoying those hats. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're the only one, Harvey, that's enjoying them because I am, mate. Bar humble time. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the with the sort of breaking news. Um, no, it's, it's sort of Rotherham United related. It's uh, like it's like a bit of an advent calendar, this, and it hopefully we'll have some breaking news for each podcast that surpasses the last one in terms of um, humour and stupidity and funniness. If that's the right word, if that's a word, but this it's going to take some beating. This one for me. Should we start with the one from the 1st of December, which is Will Briggs now got a backside like Kim Kardashian? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Will, Will Grigg breaks the internet. There you go. That's 1st of December out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the 2nd of December is what looked like bad news was that Doncaster finally sacked uh, Richie Wellens. Um, we all thought he was a pretty good job for them, but he's gone. Um, the good news is that um, the current rumour is that Alan Stubbs is favourite for the Doncaster job. Now, very early days, as we know. Um, and it may well be that Alan Stubbs has linked himself to the job. I don't know. But <laughs> that's where we stand at the minute. Um, and Danny, that'd be a little Christmas present for us all, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Um, I mean, we played Doncaster, I think, end of February, start of March time. Now, granted, it is a way... But imagine, you know, just just imagine, you know, Paul Warren against Alan Stubbs, you know, at Doncaster's ground and winning them. It'd be like um, whenever we played Kenny Jacket when he was at Portsmouth, only better, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be a great Christmas present. I mean, it's all rumours at the minute, so anything could happen. But I think the fact it's appeared, what, 20 minutes before we went live, it was a bit of a, right, 2nd of December, oh, look, we've got a nice bit of chocolate to show everybody on the show, lovely stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we'll keep a close eye on that. We're going to get some interesting news anyway, but it'd be lovely if uh, Stubbs has got a job back in South Yorkshire, won't it, mate? <laughs> uh, it'd be lovely. It'd be great fun just to see, see it carry on in the way it's been carrying on for the last, I don't know how many months, down at Keep, but it's you know, I, I I I almost kind of feel for him a bit. You know what I mean? Okay, you're a better man than me. I said almost. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cheryl, Mick says he almost feels sorry for him. I think it's time for one of these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cheryl Stone says that keep always need more 20 nils in, a yeah. in charge. <laughs> yeah. If you ever saw England, England women beat Latvia women 20 nil, keep up on Tuesday. Oh, we're watching 1 1 against Port Vale. There's a 20 nil down the road. It's interesting, oh, because right? that's I think that's as many goals as been scored at keep by home team in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't often uh, start with bashing as like rivals to be honest with you. No, we don't do it. To be fair, and, and to be fair, it backfired. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's usually Donny's probably bottom of the list for teams that we'll be slagging off as well locally. But there you go. You know, every well, dog has yeah, got to yeah, take it. When it rains, it pours. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's that. That's that's the that's that way. Let's talk about a bit of a pizza trophy wrap up roundup. Um, it ended up being a record breaking night, club record breaking night, um, as a one-one draw against Port Vale. As all. As all records should be broken as one-one against Port Vale, um, but nevertheless, it is an unbeaten, it is an unbeaten record of 17, 17 in a row. Um, just to sort of the run, mate. Before, before I talk about the Port Vale game, the run itself is a spectacular run of games. There's only Port Vale and maybe Scunny out of that who are not League One teams. Well, Bromley obviously. So it's it's still a, it's still an impressive run. You still win these games or not lose these games. It's an incredibly impressive run. Yeah, it is absolutely it is, and and, and yeah, you know, the way that they're playing, the way that they've been playing at the moment, um, for 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 the for the period of that run is just it's just immense. Um, I, I don't like talking about it. You know me, I'm I, I tend to be a bit sort of. I don't want to say negative because that's not true. I know you'll say it is, but mm, yeah, um, it these these things can if if you if you build them up and build them up, these things can start to become a monkey on your back. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, in my head, anyway. But I mean, at the moment, even if we lose tomorrow or we lose on Tuesday or whatever, you know, we will get it back. We will get it back, and that you know, we're not going to turn into a bad team. Excuse me, overnight. So. Um, the, the the run will come to an end at some stage, but then we'll go on another one, and that's the key. But yeah, I mean it's been fantastic so far. Um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Is Danny? Is, not, this is not the end of the run, but is there a standout moment in that run? You got the Sunderland game, the Pompey game, JP, Pete's Trophy games, big wins. Is there a standout sort of couple of moments and thing that run so far? Um, I think in terms of scoreline, you have to say the Sunderland game. You know, that was a record breaker in itself. You know, we'd never beaten Sunderland by a goal margin of four before. And then suddenly it just appears. And I think anyone's kidding you when they said they expected a 5-1 before the game. I think what, I think I think I saw on Twitter one person put the bet on and won God knows how much money. Um, so, yeah, that's a standout. But I'd say performance-wise, probably Ipswich. You know, that were a difficult game and we were outstanding. Very limited chances for them. Uh, and then we came up against a very dug-in Oxford side and still performed relatively well with the things up against us. Mm. Um, and I think I'm going to echo Warney and say that probably the worst game out of the 17 run was probably against Port Vale. Yeah. But, yeah, well. you know, seven, 17 unbeaten, like Mick says, it's <clears throat> definitely a monkey on our back now to try and keep it going. Um, but in... Our first title winning season, we had an unbeaten run of 15, lost a few, and then had another unbeaten run of, of 10. So it's definitely doable. But let's just see how long we can keep this one going for. Like you say, we could lose on fr- uh, well tomorrow or Friday or whenever you're watching this. Um, but at the end of the day, we know how good we are. And I think one loss doesn't change that. Mm. Yeah, that's the key. That's, that's the absolutely the key. You know, you know, one defeat, one bad performance doesn't make you a bad team. Get that in now before people start banging on about fitness coaches and sacking managers and sacking board. Every, you know, because we've not won, not won a game. I think Just it's also, get it in. It's also testament that it's the best teams that find a way to win, regardless. Like even against Port Vale, we still found a way to win. Granted, it was penalties. Um, but we still find a way to win or find a way to pick up points. Like with Oxford, we found a way to pick up points, mm. even though the weather and Oxford's 
ruggedness, shall we say, was against us. We still found a way to pick up points. Even even against Charlton, we found a way to pick up points mm-hmm. in a team that was on the up. Um, and they say that the best teams or the, ch- or the champions find a way to win and pick up points regardless. Don't want to put my hat on it yet, but we've sort of proved we can do that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, we, look, we look good. We look very good. That's that's, that's the, short, the short and sweet of it. Um, let's talk about the game against Port Vale, because like, like you mentioned, Danny, it was not a sparkling performance. There were lots of problems with it. Um, let's talk about the lineup first of all, Mick. A strong, stronger lineup than I was expecting. No kids in it, really. Well, there were literally no kids other than JJ. Um, how surprised were you that we saw Rathbone and Lindsay in the same team? Icky get a start. How much of a surprise are those? Those, those guys uh, Rathbone not so much I think because um, I don't know whether I'm right but I suspect that this um, one match ban does apply to the FA Cup so it gives him that bit more sort of uh, keeps his keeps his match sharp for next Tuesday night he's only got a week between games um, but but yeah I, I, Jake Hull was on the bench I'm surprised we didn't see him um, unless there's been some agreement with the club that he's loaned to I don't know uh, that you know he'd only play if, if it was absolutely necessary uh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, and, uh, but it was more of a surprise, the performance overall of the team. No, no, nobody individually had a bad game, but just as a team, they were disjointed, or they, they felt disjointed. Um, but like, like Danny said earlier on, you know, we still managed to dig out a result from it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's difficult, isn't it? There's not a lot of motivation, I don't think, to play in this competition, albeit one, he says there is. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just it just didn't feel like a joined up performance. But then you know we've set bar really high, haven't we? True. Well, in this competition, you know, this yeah. is the first game we've not yeah. scored. What we've not scored <coughs> at least four goals in this competition. So uh, I suppose we've set our own bar quite high, and this lead two team we've up against. I think that's probably why as well. Um, for me, then before we come on to the positives defensively. I don't know what was wrong, but there was something wrong defensively. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fine, let's get great to Port Vale. That's fine. But we should be defending better against a team like Port Vale, a League Two team. Teams like, I'm doing that teams like. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll be after you. We're a league above, and, we're, and the way we've defended in the 19 games in the league this season is was completely different to the entire 90 minutes on Tuesday. I, I thought defensively it was probably our worst performance of the season. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of factors to consider with mm. that. I mean, it, it's our first taste of the knockout side of this competition since 2013. You know, so it's, it's Paul Warren's first taste of the knockout side of this competition. And generally, in, in knockout competitions, other than the FA Cup, we don't really do that well. You know, we mm. don't really go that far in the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup. I think we've reached the third round once by going first, second, third. Um, so that could be it. You know, it's a new experience for Warney, and you know, like you said, at least we got the result out of it, which granted is the least you can ask for. But uh, in terms of defense, maybe because the system switched and we put Harding on the right and brought Matic mm. in potentially, um, and then because we had to swap it around again and put Edmonds Green there, and there were a fair bit of swapping and changing in terms of formation at some points. But the highlight for me that sums it up, it's like that comedy goal that was very nearly Port Vale's winner. You yeah. know, where like Regis hit it into Icky and then Victor's had to save it. It's like, what? How? How? How is that one of the best defense, the best defense in League One, and that's happened? However, yeah. it just goes to show how football is a game of swings and roundabouts because we had our comedy goal and it was saved. Our friends at S6 had their comedy goal and it went in. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be awful. You know, swings and roundabouts. There you go. Oh, we're serving yeah. that for next podcast. Advent <laughs> it just shows when things are right. Things are right. You know, you, when you've got when you you've met your own luck. When you're playing well, you make your own luck. We, we've we've been at the wrong end of that in the championship, not just last year, but other years, where somebody shoots from forty yards and you just know it's going in and it goes in. Whereas at the minute. We are getting the look, um, even when we aren't playing very well. So we'll take it for as long as it comes. Um, let's talk about a positive, make a big positive for me. We talked about this on the night, Adolphin. 
I was mm -hmm. so impressed with that guy. And I have been impressed with every, every time, other than that Wigan game where he gets fouled within, but debut, few minutes in, we can forget about that. Other than that, I've been so impressed with him. I mean, we have got some player there that can't even get it teamed. Yeah. And he's not going to get it teamed at the moment, is it? Which is such a shame for him. Uh, but it's, it's fantastic for us as a club to, to have somebody like that on bench who can just come and slot in and in probably any of those three positions that we play in midfield, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, he's, he's quick, despite the fact that he doesn't look like he's moving. Um, well, he does, does he? You know, it looks like he's just sort of gliding across the floor, just a gentle stroll, but yeah, he still seems to beat people to the ball. You know, he's, he's, he's just got such a, such a lot of style about him. Um, yeah, I really like him. I really, really like him. And it's, it's, it's a shame for him at the, at the moment he can't break into team. But I suspect, um, and, and the likes of Jamie Lindsay and, and, and Rathbone and, and possibly Ben Wiles know that once he does break into the team, it's going to be very difficult to displace. Mm. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But he is a good player. It's, uh, it's, it's great that we've got him. Really good buy. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. I've got, I've got a lot of time for him. Uh, a lot, a lot of time for him. Um, <laughs> Liam McGarry. Who messed up more at the end? Was it Michael Smith or Kieran Sadler? Oh, don't. Uh, oh, talk about oh. mistakes. I, I felt so sorry for Sadler. I, 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 I can, I can, I can sort of accept what Smith did. He just miscontrolled it. But what Sadler did was almost un unforgivable. But it's because he's trying so hard. He's trying too yeah. hard, and then he's just making mistakes. I, I can just imagine how frustrated he is. He's more frustrated with himself than we are with him, isn't he? Aren't you yeah. could, you could have on, on Tuesday night. You could have put you could have put Kieran Sadley at the back of a ball with a shovel, and he'd still have missed. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's just that's just how it is for him at the moment, isn't it? I'm with you, man. I, I do. I feel. I do feel for him. I do feel for him, but it's too many touches, too too many turns, too many too many attempts at mm -hmm. beating his man, too many attempts from too far out, and then he gets one which is literally a tapping, and 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 it, you know he gets a rush of blood and. Panics, essentially. But Smithy should have buried it anyway. That's my answer, yeah. Liam. Smithy should have buried that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. I think <clears throat> sadly his issue, if you not really an issue, but um he sort of he sort of gone into the same thing that the same rut that Freddie was in where he tries too hard mm -hmm. and then he gets a sitter and he fluffs it. Now it happened yeah. to Freddie um Crew. Yeah, crew, that were it. It happened to Freddie against crew. Uh, had a bit of a stint outside and then came in and he's been amazing since. Now, could that happen to Sadlier? Potentially. You know, if one of the lads in the attacking midfield picks up an injury, that's, that's potentially his chance. Yeah. If Chio is rested, granted he doesn't like playing on the right, but he can still do a very good job there, that could be his chance. And I think with Sadlier, it is just, just about seizing the opportunity. But... I think he needs to take a lesson out of John Brecken's book, look after the ball and it'll look after you. But if you try and do too much with the ball, it won't like it and it'll run away from you. Yeah. So I think maybe sadly I could take that on and, and give that a go. If he gets a run out against Stockport, just keep the ball moving. You know, keep it moving. Don't try out fancy with it. Route one football. You know, we don't have to do route seven, do route one. And then you can move on to route two, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really glad he scored his penalty. I'm so yeah, glad. Yeah, if he missed his penalty as well, it would just yeah, it would just be so <laughs> bad for him. Frankly, it would be good. But the goal, he, I think he got the assist for the goal, Mick, and it was a belting cross. And absolutely, and I know JJ maybe should have done better, but Smith again, Sonny Smith, Smith fiftieth goal for the club as well. Peach of a cross, weren't it? Absolute peach, right on that six-yard line, curling away from keeper. Keeper can't come for that. Um, maybe JJ should have got his head on it. I'm glad he didn't. Because that would have been a much more difficult chance um, than it was for for, for Smudge. So um, goals a goal, and, and an assist is an assist for him, and hopefully that'll do him his confidence a little bit of good. Because it was it wasn't anything; he didn't do anything tricky. He just got the ball, took it out wide, and put it in the box. Nice and simple. Just got to show what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then David Amu scored with a with a late goal. Again, not very not very good defending, but. These things happen. They, they two or three. There's been an argument I've seen on social media that uh, that Freddie's Freddie might have had a hand in that goal. In uh, in that, he, he, instead of passing it to to Sadler, who was wide open on the uh, the opposite side of the box, he's gone for goal and then obviously lost possession. 
I think that's a bit harsh because it's a bit tenuous. There's, there's about fifty thousand touches between that and and them scoring, but it did allow them that to, that attack. Just for that was about a five second period of Freddie being the old Freddie. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, for the rest of the game, he was he was as he has been chasing down, closing down, winning the ball back, putting pressure on, and 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 forcing the opposition to lose possession at least, if not getting it back. Uh, but with just that one minute of old Freddie, weren't it? I think it was just the rush of blood of oh, I'm going to score, you know, but you know, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah, it it should have definitely laid it out wide, but to blame him, it's just like like you said, there's so much water under the bridge after that. Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's it's like blaming somebody else missing a chance in seventieth minute. Of course, though, when we considered in ninetieth, yeah, all right, they should have done better, but so yeah. much, some other things have happened. Um, penalty shootout happened. There were some fantastic penalties, Danny. Some really good penalties. Oh, gosh, Both yeah. teams. I think a Portville's second penalty was the best. It was just right through three keepers would have stopped that one. It was just stunning. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, just. <clears throat> It's a testament to the quality we've got. And to be fair, Port Vale as well with those penalties. But what I will say is fair play to Victor. He got every pen- every penalty's direction right bar one, which is quite an achievement for a goalkeeper. And he saved one as well. Um, so obviously they've been doing the homework. And I've read a uh, an interview, I think Warner did with the Yorkshire Post, I think, and they'd actually gone through the drills with him of which player shoots where. And thankfully, the guy, I think, what was it called? The guy who scored for them. Amu. Yeah, thankfully, they'd watched Amu's penalty take and it says, he always goes middle, but slightly to the right. And fair enough. And he goes middle, slightly to his right, and Victor saves it. So, yeah, but the penalty taking itself was incredible. Mm. You know, like, I think the one penalty that wasn't really up to the same standard as the others was probably Freddie's that just squeezed in. But every other penalty for us, like Ferguson, sadly, is Smith's matter were incredible. I mean, fair play to the lads. And whoever's taking the penalty drills, you send a pat on the back as well. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mentioned it when we were watching it, mate. Watching Victor, he moves so late. And all right, it, it cost him, I think, the first one, he moved too late. Mm. But but then it then benefited. He probably would have saved it anyway because of the power it's hit. But then the fifth, the fourth one, he waited and waited and waited, mm. and he moved to the right hand side. They've done the homework so that you know he didn't go too early, and that's key. I remember, you remember last season with Jamel Blackman in goal. Yeah, he his penalty technique was very very bad. He went so early, and Victor's the opposite. And that that's in a penalty shootout. That's massive. Yeah, I mean Jamal Blackman. God bless him. I mean, he's, he's started diving for his next penalty already, hasn't he? You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he is so early on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Victor did really well. Did really, really well, like you said. Going, going the right way virtually every time is, is 50% of the battle in, in a penalty shootout, isn't it? Because you're going to save at least one. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, retrospectively earned his Man of the Match award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, he, when he got it, he yeah. hadn't done anything. And then after that, he made a couple of really good saves and one penalty shootout. So. Yeah. The one thing I can compare Victor's technique to is watching Smichael against England in their penalty shootout. And, and obviously, they spent time at Leicester together. So it's obviously that's how they've trained them to take the penalties, wait until the player moves and then you move. Because uh, me, me being my nerdy football self, I've watched back the penalty shootout against Denmark. And you just see how late they move, and it's like it's what Victor does. And mm. if that's at least one contribution that Leicester's youth have given Victor, then thank you very much. We will take that every day of the week. We will. Um, so we're through to the last sixteen. What used to be called the area quarter final, and the area quarter final sounds better than the last sixteen. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's still the last sixteen, but the area quarter final would sound much better. But it's because the quarterfinal is then not regionalised, from what I can tell. So they, they don't, I don't know why. It's stupid. Um, but anyway, we are through the draw. I know you can't wait for the draw, Mick. Um, I can't. Looking forward to it, mate. I've got myself some beers in, some nibbles and sausage rolls and all that sort of stuff. I'm making an event of it. This with the um, flag waving ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is on Saturday afternoon after the whichever the early kickoff is on all live until it's a championship game this time, isn't it? It's a Coventry um, game, isn't it? Is it Coventry? Coventry I think so. it is now. Um, but there you go. 
Um, we can draw us. I'm not sure I haven't got a list in front of me, but we can basically draw the northern teams that are left in it. Uh, I'll see if I can find them while we're talking. Because uh, obviously the southern ones. Thankfully, there are no under 21s left in the northern section. Uh, us northerners have managed to see off those um, <laughs> up the north. Come on, um, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea and Arsenal still prevail in the southern section. So there you go. We can still draw Bolton, uh, Carlisle. Where are we? Wigan, um, Hartlepool. Because obviously they beat Sheffield Wednesday three 0 which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Alder are through, and Crew are through, and there is also Tranmere against Harrogate yet to play as well. Um, so we'll find out that that is played the week, the first week in the new year. So the first Tuesday in the new year is when that's scheduled to be played. Whoever that is, um, I'd ask you guys who you want, but I mean I don't care. Do you really? Are you really bothered? <laughs> Yeah. Out, of the, out, of the, out of the lot, I'd go Hartlepool just to show Wednesday how it's done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll even take him away just so we can show him how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I may be wrong, but I think that was the first penalty shootout win at New York Stadium. Uh, we lost to City in a penalty shootout draw in the group stage a few years ago. Uh, so then another small, very small bit of history, but nevertheless, I, I'm pretty sure it's a bit of history. We'll take all everything we can get. <laughs> um, there we go. Shellstones summed it up for me here. The northern section, uh, northern su- southern section, crew, Oldham, Hartlepool, Bolton, Carlisle, Wigan, Tramier, or Harrogate. With Tramier and Harrogate yet to play. I think that's for the week before Christmas. Harrogate away would be nice. We haven't played Harrogate away before. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, anything else Anything else you want to come from Shoes? That's just about everything, isn't it? I'm not sure we've missed out off. There weren't a great deal happened, were they, really? Let's be fair. No, we've no. done well for this time, <laughs> sorry to be honest. Yeah. I mean, kudos to the, the 140 Port Vale fans that made the trip on a... Damn I mean, it's bad, enough, mad, bad enough making a trip out of Port Vale on any night. Uh, but but on, a, on a pizza trophy, pizza trophy that's, um, that's a fair... That's good. That's really good. And uh, Listen, they're a good side. They're not a bad side. You know, they, they dealt with us really well. Um, so they're another one of those teams that slowed the game down. Um, and that may well have been something else that, that had an impact on the way that we play because we don't like it. We don't seem to be able to cope as well as we should be able to against teams that do that. Wickham obviously being the prime example of, um, of that kind of nonsense. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. So the more important one, FA Cup, the FA Cup second round action uh, returns. We are unfortunately on a Friday night, but anyway, that's how it is. Um, a sold out away end from Stockport County, which is which is going to be really cool. Do we have any update, Danny? Do you know roughly how many we've sold from Ireland? I haven't seen any updates. Not many, I don't think. Um, it's not good reading for us. Apparently, we've not sold that many. I think we sold nearly three thousand as of nine o'clock this morning. Um, Thursday morning, that is, for everybody else watching, it's a different time. Um, but yeah, so it'll more or less be 50-50. Like, mate, we're lucky if we get a 60-40 split, I think. Um, but it should make for a cracking atmosphere. Potentially mm-hmm. one of the best atmospheres in terms of away fans that New York's had this season. And all I can say is, fair play to Stockport, if you've got that many fans following you in the FA Cup, when you're two divisions below, you know, fair play. I mean, they might be expecting mm. something similar to Bolton, but still, selling out our away end, fair play to you. That's only what the big clubs are capable of, so fair play to you. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, I've lost my point. I was going to say it's completely gone. I've no idea what I was going to sell them. <laughs> anyway. It's like Christmas that is constricting your head. Yeah, it must be. Very <laughs> strange. I don't, I, I, generally, it's completely gone. It was going to be an interesting point. About that. I thought it would be interesting. It's gone now, anyway. Um, the thing is, <laughs> in, in, in days gone by, for us, certainly, the second round of the FA Cup was was a big it was a big event because it meant that you're going to get through the third round and the chance of that 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 lucrative draw with with one of the uh, one of the the bigger boys, the bigger clubs. Um, I don't know why I don't feel that way anymore. I, I genuinely don't, and I don't know whether it's got. I, I'm sort of just got my head fairly square, squarely in that league, uh, league one battle. That anything else is just a distraction. I don't know whether that's what it is or not. But the second round of the FA Cup always used to be a big event, but yeah, it seems. 
Well, the first round's a big event. The third round's massive. But the second round's just sort of neither here nor there for me. That's it's probably just... because we've been so bad in it for I don't know how many years. <laughs> hey, hey speak, speak for yourself. It's two years to the day since Sol the other way. That's what yeah, yeah. That, that is the single biggest historic turnaround in FA Cup history. Right, oh, yeah. in 150 years, no team has turned around a three goal deficit other than Rotherham United. Granted, it was against Solil, but the point still stands. <laughs> that, yeah. The point I was going to make, I've remembered. Um, oh, brilliant. Well it, if, if this was at their place, we'd sell out. Yeah, if, it, if, it, yeah. if we had 2,000 tickets, wherever it is, a stop, but we would sell that out. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just a home game. It's, Friday night's not helping a bit of attendance as well, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk. Let's find out a bit more Stockport about Stockport, shall we, Mick? Yeah? yeah uh, why not? <laughs> so we have Russ <laughs> joining us from the Scarf That Baguera War podcast. Oh, I'm messing with screen. There we go. Thank you for joining us, Russ. <laughs> Hi, lads. You okay? You all right? Very good. Thank you. Um, how is the excitement building in Stockport for Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> for Friday? Friday. Um, yeah, it feels like a Friday Sorry. now, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's it's funny. It's, it's not like massive excitement as it as it maybe should be. Um, it's it's a free hit for us. We're not. I think I think I've just heard you backstage, Mick, saying that you um, you're concentrating on the league. That's exactly what we're like. We are concentrating on the league. Um, that's the most important thing. We did the hard thing by getting past Bolton. Um, and we didn't even we didn't even expect to do that. To be fair, so it's kind of a free hit, and whatever happens tomorrow, tomorrow night will happen. We're kind of, we're kind of coming. We sold out our away end. We'll make, we'll make lots of noise, and we'll just see what happens. I'm not expecting to win at all. I mean, to be fair, you have beaten the best team in League One, apparently. So <laughs> to get so. It's a bit of a standing joke. That's what. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. I, I heard they get battered everywhere they go. That's what. That's what I <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> um, I we I on your show yesterday. I, I talked about Stockport being historically a football league club. We know about the downfall of Stockport and how went things wrong. Just give everybody who's listening and watching a bit of a sort of rundown of how everything seems to be moving back in the right direction. Finally. Yeah, well, obviously we had a big downfall. I mean, since 2005, the club was poorly run. We've actually done a, like a six-part series, two hours each episode of, of the detail in that whole downfall. Um, obviously, I don't expect any of your listeners to go and listen to that. But <laughs> yeah, we charted all that. Um, the reason why we're on our way back up is because we actually the, the, the fans cleared the decks and, and pushed all of the, the silent shareholders out, which made way for a, a new investor to come in who's a local businessman. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard five hundred and I've heard eight hundred million that he's worth, um, and he's pumping that into the club now. So you know, we we bought Bolton's captain. We're buying, we're buying football league players. You know, um, so it's all looking pretty good. The ground's been done up. We've got, we're having a training ground built. Um, yeah, it's just all looking pretty rosy. So we had a bit of a faulty start with with our manager Simon Rusk that was appointed. So we we sacked Jim Gannon, obviously a club legend. The, the natives were not happy about that. Mm. Um, employed an under twenty three manager from from Brighton didn't go well. So now we we, we sort of sacked him, and, and now we've got Dave Challoner, which is the right appointment. And all of a sudden, his, Dave Challoner's first game for some reason, same same players, same personnel, um, completely clicked within a couple of days, and he went and got a draw away at Bolton, like three on his third day at the club. Um, so and from we've not been beat since then, so we are going to come with our tails up tomorrow night. I'm not not saying we're going to do anything because you know we we recognise that from my point of view, I said this last night to you, Matt. um, There's a two division gap. You are at the top of your league, um, albeit on goal difference. Um, I I think it'll be too much. I think it'll be too much. I think you'll 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 either edge it or you'll it'll be two or whatever. You know, win by two goals. Just out of curiosity, Russ, what is your unbeaten run number at the minute? Uh, it's not as many as yours. So if that's what well, you're doing, the games you play. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's, it's, I think it's five. Yeah. yeah, that's good enough. We've now got the tagline: the battle of the unbeaten sides. <laughs> yeah, something's got to give, hasn't it? Something's got to give. Um, something's got to give tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see. 
I mean, the, the, the thing, the thing that I guess why we're dangerous for you is because we will have no pressure. There'll be no pressure on us. We're coming with, you know, with, with playing really well. We're going to have 2,600 of us making a racket. Um, and if you're, if you don't have many and you're not making much noise, then that could play into our favour as well. Mm. I'm trying to gather all the positives really, because <laughs> I think on the pitch, on paper, you, you, you're ahead of us by some distance. I would, I would have thought. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we all watched the Bolton game because we knew we were going to play the win, play the winner. And as yeah. I mentioned again last night, a fantastic, a proper cup tie. But from a new support, it's such a good game to watch. But one of the reasons I found it really enjoyable is because it seemed like neither of you could defend. No. Is that a running theme or is that just a, a one-off because Bolton were a better team? No, so under under the previous manager, um, the previous manager's ethos was um, do not do not lose, basically. So you, you, the defence was like really tight. Um, as soon as Chaloner came in, it's, 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 a, it's a puzzle that he's got to solve. Um, because, yeah, it's the same players... Um, but for some reason, we are conceding. We're scoring a lot more than we we were doing under Rusk, but we're conceding a lot more. But we are winning games now, so we're quite happy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you saw the three the three goals were just. I mean, we 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 give Bolton a three nil head start almost, didn't we? Yeah. Like two nil and three one head start. Um, but then you know played them played them pretty much off the park after that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting that those sort of mistakes won't happen. Um, we won't. I don't think we'll gift you any goals. I hope not. Anyway, I hope not. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> we're one of them teams. If we get a first goal of a sip of blood, I think I think it could be tricky. That's what Bromley found in the first round. They get we we got the first goal, and that was the end of the game. Um, I suspect it could be the same, but remains to be seen. Talk with through some sort of key players for Stockport. We we all watched the game, like, like I mentioned, but who are sort of standout players to watch out for on Friday? Yeah, so we've got. We've got well the, the ones that you'll probably know are Anthony Sarsevich and Paddy Madden. Mm. So we mm. signed those in the past well twelve and twelve months and sort of four weeks. Um so those those two. Madden's probably not gonna start, we don't think. We've got Scott Quigley up front, who I think was was he last season's League Two top scorer. Um so we've brought him in from from from, from League Two. Um so they're, they're three to look out for. John Rooney possibly might play. So Wayne's younger brother. Um, he does hit the odd thunder bastard, so we, that, that, <laughs> that that could come out. Um, and I guess the one one that you should look out for, even if you it, only because you'll probably watch him and think, bloody hell, he's pretty good. And it's South called Southam Hales. He plays right wing back. He started off at Cardiff, um, and we signed him from Hartlepool, and he's just rapid. Little Welsh uh, right wing back. He's rapid. Um, so if you're, if it, depending on how you play, because we will play three at the back probably with mm. wing backs, your left-sided, um, defensive-minded player perhaps might have a job on his hands. I don't know who that is. I think you said, Matt, yesterday it was it was some lad that played up front for Ireland, I think, or something. Chio, Chio's on the right. He plays as a oh, right okay. wing back. Right. Um, we've got Shane Ferguson who plays for Northern yeah. Ireland probably. He's, he's, but they're both the wing back, but he's the most defensive wing back we've got. Uh, but he's not quick. That's the thing. That's the interesting right. thing. With that. He's not very quick. We've got Mikel Miller, who is quick, but not very good defensively. So it's going to be interesting to see how we match up that. Because yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, our left... from... Sorry. Sorry. Go Sorry. No score. I was going to say our left wing back is is um, is a lad called Ryan Rydell, who he's he's had loads of plaudits recently, and he's, you know he assisted a couple of goals on Saturday from a left wing back position. So. It should be interesting. It should be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should have. When, when we played Bromley, Chio gave whoever their left wing, left back were. He had, he had loads of air. I think he's having <laughs> nightmares about him now. It's <laughs> just causing all sorts of problems. Yeah. Um, don't tr- try not to mistake. Don't don't mistake Bromley for Stockport County though, because yeah. I mean Bromley traditionally. I say traditionally. We've we've been in this. We've been in non-league for ten years now, which honestly eats away at my soul every single day. <laughs> Um, I can imagine yeah. Bromley are a team that are really well set up, but mm. to to be in the national league, whereas we're trying to get out of it, so we have to have a bit of bit of both. Mm. Sort of, we have to be a bit national league, but also have a bit about us as well going mm. forward. So Bromley are always sort of are outside the playoffs or mid table. Might do well the odd you know the odd the odd season or might have a good run of games. So 
Um, how I don't know what at what stage you played Bromley, but it will be a different test. So try, mm. I'd, I'd say, try not to think of Bromley as a yardstick. Yeah. Um, because it will we we play completely differently to Bromley. Um, I think we got a, did we get a good. I'm not sure if we played them this season actually already. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, just th- try not to make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's certainly well, like, like like we said last night. I think that Stockport feels like a test. It, it was a, it is a banana skin. Bromley was a typical FA Cup banana skin. This is one of that we where we sort of potentially feel could bite us on the backside. Uh, it's one of those games as is all FA Cup. If we turn up and play our A game, it will be game over. Yeah. Good night. But we might if we don't. Talk what feel like a type of team we're going to capitalise on that. Yeah, we uh, probably to, will. To be fair, when we played on Tuesday night in the the Daft Pizza Trophy, the the, the all the, the all the team that played were either in the first team or sort of on the periphery of the first team, and it, and it wasn't a great performance at all. No, um, it was very disjointed. We've just been talking about it, obviously earlier on in the podcast. Very disjointed. I don't think you'll see that tomorrow night on Friday night. Um, however, uh, hopefully we can up our game a little bit. Um, so, but but bearing in mind, looking back at how you played against Bolton, if if Stockport approached the game that way with us, that would be that would benefit us massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're not a team that, for some reason, and this possibly explains why we had the problems the other night. We we do not do well against teams that sit back, you know, and try and soak up the pressure slow the game down we just for some reason we just we just have a, have a bit of an issue with that um we do like a team to come and attack us so mm. we've got, i've got my fingers crossed that that's what you're going to do tomorrow night <laughs> yeah i i've got I've, I've put my house on it to be honest i think because that's that's what challenger wants to do it's the way he wants to play mm. he said it mm. he said in an interview today and he said that it's a good test for us because you as a club are where we're aiming to get to Mm. Um, you know, top of League One, flirting with the Championship. That's where the, that's where the chairman wants us to be. He's actually like a seven-year plan to get to the Championship, um, build up the ground to twenty-two thousand mm. and all this sort of stuff. So you know, we're really excited about that. But yeah, today, he, you know, the manager said he want that. You know, you're the test. We're you're where we want to get to. So it'd be a really good test to see how far we've come in, in the short space of time that he's been at the club. So mm. that, that, that and that's all it is for us. You know, we're not we we know where we are. We know who you know. We know where we are in the in the in the league structure. We know what we've got. Um, just be, just be uh, shackles off basically for us. Mm. But like you say, if we come and attack you, you'll probably pick us off. I would say. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Possibly. We, I mean, we are better than Bolton, as much as they like to think they are. We are better than Bolton, <laughs> attacking and defensive both sides. So, but that's if we turn up. That, that's the big question if we turn up. So. Uh, thank you for this. I'm going to finish off by asking the question we all dread. Can I have a score prediction? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I reckon we will score. Um, so I'm going to go for... Uh, head says 2-1 Rotherham. Heart says one all. Back to an EP on the telly. BBC. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my heart says. But yeah, two, I think 2-1 rather than realistically. Cool. That's brilliant. Thank you. Mick, Danny, anything else you want to ask us before we let him go? Can, can I just say, Russ, that I think your podcast title, the name of your podcast is the finest podcast name of any that I've ever seen. <laughs> I love it. I think it's fantastic. Thanks very so much. Congratulations on that. Cheers. Well, we had a chat about that. We back yesterday. He said that Bagara was not very, not very revered at, at Rotherham, but he is at Stockport yeah. County, so. <laughs> so yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> cheers, cool. mate. Nice one. Well, cheers, Russ. If anybody wants right. to catch it, like Scarf Bagara, check them out, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Not tomorrow, though. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, mate. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, Russ. So there we go. That's the uh, Stockport <laughs> County view. Um, I like them. I do like Stockport. I'm not just saying it because mm-hmm. they've been on us. My childhood is brought up playing Stockport on a regular basis. Those games we played in Stockport were always good, entertaining games as well. Uh, and yeah. at my age, will remember playing them a lot. Um, and they're not a club that should be in National League. National League North of the year, weren't they? They're, they're just um, crazy. The, the way he's described Stockport's story, it's like a, um, no disrespect to Stockport at all, but it's like just a longer, stretched out version of our story. 
you know what I mean? Like dodgy owner and the club just sinks, you know. But unfortunately for Stockport, they just sunk into a lower league. Um, but obviously they've got a guy in and they're turning it round. We got Tony in and turn it round. So they are two clubs, both from the north of England, who are heading in a similar direction. Obviously, we're just a bit more advanced than they are because it basically just happened for us first, you know. Um, but no, Stockport's like, um, it's one of them teams where it's in that litter of those big cheese Premier League clubs. You know, you've got Man United and Man City quite close by. But then you've got another uh, club that's very well followed, but not as big as the other ones that mm. are coming up and showing them what they can actually do. Like It's similar to us and Sheffield United and Chef Wednesday in a sense. So, mm. you know, I, I really do hope they go up this season because I think to have Stockport back in the Football League would give a lot of people nostalgia of, you know, that's a proper league club that's come back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's always a bit of football snobbery in my head that I'd first see Stockport and Wrexham in League Two rather than Forest Green and... And Salford. Arrow, Salford. Yeah. It's Fleetwood. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm not wearing that on Barrow. Barrow for me. Uh, oh, well, yes. I might be wrong about Barrow. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm older. <laughs> Salford, Sol- definitely. Salford, definitely not. Salford and the vegans, I think. Yeah. Get rid of them. Let's bring some property back up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting that we're referred to as, again, a benchmark. We are a benchmark club for these other clubs. It was interesting to listen to Tony Stewart talk to the official site the other day. He's uh, still the passion, he's still the hunger. From just from listening to him, of he still wants to succeed at this place, and that where we are now, he's from what I can I'm reading between the lines, where we are now is not necessarily a success for him. He wants he wants more. It's not a success, is it? It's not a success, but but um, uh, you know he's, he's talked he talked right at the start when he came in. He talked about that that dream of the Premier League and things like that. I think that's still a a, a pipe dream, quite frankly. However. The championship should be where is, is where we should be based on 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 the club that he and Paul Warren and and the other staff have built, you know, and 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 it's great that we're a benchmark for, for other clubs, and it, and it's right that we should be. It's absolutely right that we should be because what he he and the team down at that club have done in the last ten years is just it's remarkable, mm. the, the turnaround and the change of of, of Everything, absolute root and branch of the club, is just is what other people should and and are beginning to aspire to. And I know we're only a League One club. I accept that, but we're a solvent League One club, you know. And and with a fantastic ground and a fantastic manager and a fantastic team, and it's taken a long time to build that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is great that people aspire to it, and and it's interesting as well. What was interesting as well is that you know you've got clubs like Rotherham are doing well, you've got clubs like Accrington who are run well and doing well, you've got clubs like Stockport or looking to work on the same sort of basis. Looking at Doncaster, I know we've joked about Doncaster, but they're, they're, the the noises that are coming out of Doncaster are that we want to rebuild, we want to rebuild this club into a sustainable football club, and if that means being in League Two and League One for for however long. Let's get ourselves into a position where Rotherham United are essentially, is what they're saying. I'm obviously not using it as an example, but there are clubs that are starting to try and do that now. Um, and, and, and that's great to see because that puts all the more pressure on all these other idiots who are just spending money like it's going out of fashion. Um, so, brill for me. Yeah. I, think, I think as well, um, it's quite flattering that, number one, we've got, uh, a very wide range of clubs saying that we're their benchmark. We've got Ipswich down to Stockport saying that the problem of the benchmark we want to get to. But it's also quite flattering that I don't know if people listening or watching have seen, but the Crouch report that's come out to do with the football regulator, there are only two clubs that are actually praised in the entire EFL and Premier League, and they are Accrington and Rotherham. They are the two clubs that have any sort of praise given to them. Like you've got your likes of Derby and Reading and and a few others that are basically just given the spoon of shame, you know, for how they're run. <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah, and rightly so. But then you look at um, Accrington and Rotherham and you sort of have to go, yeah. You know, I think if... It, there, there's a very strong argument between Rotherham and Accrington of which is the most sustainable club in the EFL. 
you know, it'd be interesting mm. to, put, to put it to a vote, you know, which club do you think is the most sustainable in the AFL, Lackrington or Rotherham? I mean, reply in the comments, which ones do you think? I mean, I know it's the Rotherham podcast and we've got a bias here, but, you know, two of the best sustainable clubs in, in the AFL, you know, and yeah. we are, like like, um, like Russ has said, like um, Paul Cook said, like um, Stockport managers said, Rotherham are a lot of clubs benchmark. And to say we've turned it round from 2008 to where we are now, it's extraordinary what Tony yes. Stewart's done. And he deserves everything under the sun. You mind a, a, an MBE or an OBE, whatever <laughs> he's got. He needs a bloody night touch for what he's done here. That's so where. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Limba Gary, what's your opinion on Tony Stewart thinking we can reach the Premiership, Premier League? Goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know. Every so often. I know, I know it's a pipe dream, but every so often. He laid in bed, just falling asleep. It's just nice to dream about getting there. And I don't think it's realistic without more investment. That's fairly significant investment. And when I say significant, I mean we could spend twenty million pounds would be significant investment for us. For two, what are you going to spend it on? Well, that, that's the that would have to be in the championship. And to be fair, that twenty million quid could go ten million pounds on extra on wages a season, and then some transfer fee. But it would take for us what we would call significant investment. Piggies would call it nothing. And Sheffield United wouldn't, we know that's nothing to them. But for us, that, that's what I would say would be significant investment. But it would have to be the championship. There's no point spending it now because you spend 20 million quid and all your stuff. It's got to be done in the championship. But the clubs that are doing that, the clubs that are doing that and have done that, I've, I've got no way of doing it. Well, you look at the money, though, Derby is much more than 20 million. For, yeah, as, yeah. as as a ballpark figure, you look at what Brentford did. I'd be, I'd be interested to know Brentford's net spend. Is it going to be twenty million over all them years with the sell, sell, sellings they've had? That's that's our for me. That's that's we look at us being a benchmark. Brentford are our sort of benchmark. Look at what they yeah. did. We're starting to do that on a much small, smaller scale. Um, we can dream. Bournemouth, to a certain yeah. degree as well, did a similar sort of thing, didn't they? Where they, they stuck with the manager, they stuck with the style. Yeah. Yes, I accept that they had an investment, but they got something to invest in, you know. True. Uh, and and your likes of Derby and, and, and Piggies down road and all these other clubs, Reading, investing money, investing in inverted commas because they're not actually investing in anything, you know. Mm. They've not got a bend. They've not got a. They've not got a, um, a, a a benchmark to start from, if you like. They just basically come with a blank canvas, throw a load of money at it, and hope that it sticks. Um, whereas yeah. Bournemouth didn't do that. Swansea didn't do that when they went up originally. Mm. You know what? Um, so, so Burnley, yeah. it's do, it is definitely, definitely, definitely doable. I think the main aspect that we need to strive for before even considering going for the Premier League is becoming sustainable in the Championship. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not like five years sustainable, I mean, probably 10 years sustainable. You know, like the run we had between 51 and 68, you know, that's sort of level mm. in the second division. Because I mean, in one of them seasons, we finished third, yeah. you know. So we could do a Barnsley and potentially do it on the bounce, but. I, d I don't know. That, think... that were never sustainable. As from an outsider, that Barnsley thing were never going to last. They were never going to be there this season with it. That was always no. going to be yeah. a one-off last season. Yeah, but um, I mean, to say Rotherham get into the Premier League, on paper, it sounds ludicrous. Yeah. You know, like Rotherham United being in the first division, but it has been very close in the past. And if we continue to run it the way we're running it, it's one of them where it's just like, why not? You know, it's, it sounds daft to say, but why not? I mean, I'm fully reserved to the fact that Rotherham will probably never get to the Premier League in my lifetime. However, never say never. Hmm. You know, to quote yeah. Justin Bieber, never say never. I've never, I've never heard of him. Who, do, who does he play for? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is that Tony Stewart, Paul Warren and, and, and everybody else at the club are putting the building blocks in place now and have been doing for, for us to achieve. And if you're going to tell me that the quality of football in the championship is is way above what we should, what we can achieve on the budget that we've got now, then I don't believe you. Well, you've been in the championship for two, three, three, the last three times we've been in there. And yes, I accept that we've got relegated. So this is not a, um, you know, a, I'm not making the point that we're any better. 
But what I am saying is that the level of the standard in that division is poor. It is poor. Uh, we should have stayed in there each time that we've been in there because we've been good enough to do that. We've just not scored enough goals or whatever, whatever, whatever the reasons were. But the, the level and the standard is, 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 is nothing at all to worry about. Yes, we can dream. That's what football's all about. And yeah, this absolutely. Is football's all about yeah. dreaming of the Premier League. A little, little <laughs> League One Cup dream of the big time. It's, exactly. I imagine when Bournemouth was that marauding in League Two with us, they hadn't, didn't have a dream about being in the mm. Premier League, but they were for quite a long time. Granted, they had a lot of investment, which is probably one of the reasons they got there, but they used it smartly. Now, if we establish ourselves in the Championship for a fair few seasons, would we get that significant investment of somebody going, you know what, we can see what you're doing, go for it. We don't We don't know because that'll be X or Y yeah. years in the future. But I think the next step up with Rotherham in terms of establishing ourselves is maintaining championship football and not just breaking the yo-yo years, you know, breaking the yo-yo years, but the upper end of it. You know, yeah. we can't yeah. like go, oh, oh, we tried, but now we're in League One. No, we need to go, we tried and we succeeded and now we're in the championship. And we're not a million miles away at all. No, we've got to shake, shake off this this big club mentality. You know, mm. we've got to shake off this mentality that you know Sunderland, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday are, are big clubs. You know, they're not big clubs. We're we're they're as big as we are because they play in the same division as we are, and that gives them no right to be any higher than us. But on the flip side of that, just because we only get nine thousand to see uh, nine thousand at, uh, at home every get every every home game, why does that mean that we've got no right to get any further? It doesn't. Mm. It's what's it's what's behind the scenes. It's what's on the pitch and what's going off behind the scenes that that gives you that ability to start climbing up the league. Not how many supporters you get through the gate or how big how many supporters you could possibly get in your stadium should the should anybody decide to turn up. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Think about it. It could, it could happen, mate. I can't see it, like, but I can't see it. But you never know. We can always dream. Um, <laughs> back to Friday. Um, let's have a talk about how we think we're going to line up. There will, be, for me, Danny, we're going to go much stronger than Tuesday. Yeah. How how strong to a normal league game do you think we'll see? Um. I think because we've now got a little bit of an extended break because we're doing Friday, Tuesday instead of Saturday, Tuesday, it could be a case of, you know, just go for it, treat it as if it is a league game and keep the fitness levels up because obviously we've played a lot of first-teamers on Tuesday. Um, but because the intensity level wasn't where we want it to be, I think there will be a fair few changes, but we'll probably change it to a regular League 11, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I think the I think the key thing, one of the well, not the key thing, but the key players that were left out on Tuesday give you a good sign who's coming in. Richard Wood will probably come back in. Barlazer will put down the microphone on the pitch. Um, ben Wiles <laughs> similarly, obviously wasn't in the squad. Will, will probably come in. Smith and Freddie's on the bench. Bear in mind, Griggs potentially injured. Um, he's got a backside injury. And I don't. I know. It's, I know it's semi-serious. Oh, funny, stop it. Here. It's very funny. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Yeah. Changes. Cheer up, Wacken. You just thought, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I, I'm with Danny. I think he'll go full, full pelt, full strength. I think he'll pick a full strength side. Um, because there's always that reward of, of, of a big payday in round three, potentially. So, you know, we've got to this, we've got to this point now. We, we, the, the, it would be foolish not to, not to try and get through to the third round and uh, and and grab a decent payday. Mm. Yeah, add to the January, January transfer funds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weekend full of draws. We'll find out obviously Friday night if we're through to the third round. Papa John's is around. We'll be around half past two uh, on Saturday afternoon for all you really excited. Can't wait for that one. Record it, just you rewatch it. You can rewatch it if it's that, if it's that, that exciting. Um, the third round is again at about half past ten on Friday, Monday night after after St Albans against Boreham Wood. Uh, it goes on after. Um, <laughs> I love the FA Cup, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> the, the way the, these, these TV companies treat it is just bizarre. 
But yeah. we're not in charge, so let's not get fussy about it. Um, a couple of predictions, Danny. What do you reckon for, for Friday? Tough one to call for me, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to design a thumbnail for putting my two vlogs together, which is what I'm doing this mm. week, and putting League um, Pizza Cup and FA Cup together in one vlog because two cup, uh, cup games in a week, you know. Um, and just as a space filler, I've gone three one, and it's like, yeah, you can see it, but I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, Stockport might just grab a goal and sit on it, you know, which which won't play to us, or they might just go for it like they did in the second half and extra time against Bolton. But no, I'll stick with 3-1 to us, I think. It'll be difficult, they'll score, but mm. it just could be pace that helps us out, to be honest. Yeah. Mate, we don't want a draw. Nothing <laughs> we want is a replay. Um, yeah, no, we don't, do we, really? Um, no, but I suspect we might get one. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm going to say 2 one Millers, but I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we if we end up as a 1-1. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 3-0. I write these down every week on this bit of paper here. I never once look back at it. I don't know why I write them down. But there we they're written down. Um, I think we, sh- we should perhaps get Mick Twig on because he keeps putting on uh, his score predictions and it always starts with six. So, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, are Donny as bad as Stockport? That's the question, you know. Yeah. Well, That's question. Mick might be right. Might be six then. Could might be. change. Might be six nil. It is one of those games that it could. You know, if we get an early, if we get, I say an early goal, we don't even need an early goal, do we? You look at the City game in the Pizza Trophy. Yeah. Well, that nil nil half time. But if we turn it on, if we properly turn it on, they will not be able to keep pace with us. And they know no. that. We, like we spent some, they know that's the case. Because to be fair, most League One clubs can't keep pace with when we turn it on. Um, yeah, call me. No, I, I've got no else. I've got no to add to that. You're absolutely right. It's just whether we're able to do that, isn't it? Um, you know, it just it feels as though the last few games that that intensity's not quite been there. However, you know, it was a tough game at Ipswich. It was a tough game at Oxford. It was a tough game the other night. You know, so. And none of those teams really allowed us to play. It switched did to a degree, but certainly Oxford didn't and, and Port Vale didn't allow us to play. Um, if they come tomorrow night or, or Friday night uh, and allow us to play, then you, then Mick Twig might be right. You know, that there certainly is the potential for that. If they don't allow us to play, you know, and they come and sit back, then it, it could be tough. Mm. Yes. So thank you very much. Uh, Mick, Danny, it's always a pleasure. Thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you everyone for all the kind comments the past few days. We've got us over 400. I asked you to get hey. us over 400 subscribers, and within 13 minutes, we were over 400 <laughs> subscribers. I'll so, drink to that. Yeah. yeah Thank you very much um, for everybody who's, who's subscribed already. If you haven't, do go over to YouTube and subscribe already. And make sure you on iTunes if you just prefer the audio. That would be lovely as well. Um, like the Spotify year list things has come out and we've had several people sort of tweeting out letting us know that we're their top listen through their Spotify. Again, we really, really appreciate it. We're just three idiots talking about the club we love. <laughs> so it's nice that nice so that people enjoy it. We, they, we, they do mean a lot, all the comments and stuff. They, they do mean a lot to me and I, I think it's been Mick and Danny as well. Yeah, I'm trying to do something which you enjoy. Um, that's, all, yeah, that's all we're trying to do in it. Um, we will be back on Sunday, Sunday evening for the review of the Stockport game and look ahead back to league action on Tuesday. Watch out for Danny's match day vlog that will put vlog up Saturday or Sunday, depending on, um, I don't know, depends on life, don't it, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a Friday night, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be celebrating on Jeremy's stories. Let's see how, see how game yeah. goes. Um, yeah. Oh, Stephen Adams, what happened to the beanie? Uh, bear with me. <laughs> this is my hat I won from the man of the match poll. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I was going to wear it. The problem is, it is incredibly good quality. And the heat is <laughs> on today. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I would have been so hot wearing that. I'm quite hot wearing this thin little Santa hat that I'm wearing. Um, but for all YouTube listeners, that's the hat. And uh, thank you very much for the club, Toast Heads. Um, 
thanks to me for, for voting as a retweet. I suppose thanks to myself. Thank you. <laughs> if anyone from if anyone from the club shops watching, get me one of them Viking fluffy hats. I really want one of them. I really want if I get one of them, I will wear it on the podcast. <laughs> the podcast after I get it, I promise. <laughs> we need some yeah. Santa hats with a badge on. We might as well buy his own badge and do that. Ourselves. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I've said loads of thank yous, but thank you again anyway. Thank you very much. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Mick. Uh, thank you all for watching and listening, and we'll see you all. Did you not say something about some Twitter Spaces thing? I always forget something. It's good you're here. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It means nothing to me. I just know you said Twitter and Spaces. And So tomorrow night after the Stockport game, at around quarter past ten on Twitter, Twitter only, we're going to bring a Twitter space, which is basically you just click on the, click on the link and you'll be able to listen to us. You'll be able to, I think I'm pretty confident you'll be able to request to speak so it, it's effectively like 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 a like praise of grumble type thing match reaction um we're gonna see how it goes it may not go very well uh mm. if it doesn't go very well we won't do it again but I saw, we, we saw a lot of clubs over the last weekend doing it so i thought you know what let's give it a go, it go. turns that crap turns that crap you don't, you know, if you're not on twitter i'm sorry this is it's twitter only unfortunately um so yeah can i can i just add something in i know we're right at mm. the end of the podcast but the Stockport game is Paul Warren's 250th game managing role through. Yeah. Yeah. That's an incredible number. 250. I mean, he's only got about another 40 to go and he breaks his playing record. I was going to say, his playing record as well, he's been involved with over 500 games. Mm. You, you could add in there his fitness coach games as well. Yeah. <laughs> It'll not be, not be long of a thousand games as part of the club. Um, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Long may it continue. He has another two. He has to another two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to try and wrap up again. <laughs> Anybody got anything <laughs> you want to say? <laughs> no. Cool. Yeah. Cut there. Right. Cut there. Excellent. <laughs> See you next week. See you Sunday, guys, for the uh, review of Stockport. Look after Gillingham. Bye. Bye. Oh, sorry. Hang on a minute. I'm supposed to be pressing some buttons here. Aren't I? Oh, for <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> hey, uh... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.